Hello, gorgeous people, and welcome back to Small Talk with Sid, the podcast with your host, Cindy Matone. And I like to start off every single episode by wishing you guys a good week. So I hope you're having a great week so far and just, you know, positive energy, positive vibes. I am sending them your way. And guess what? If you're not having a good week this week, Memorial Day weekend is this coming weekend, which means that it's the start of summer. And I am so excited, so pumped. Unfortunately, we all know that in New York, the summer doesn't last that long. We get like maybe, I don't know, a little two and a half months of real summer and then it's kind of gone. So everyone make sure that you're making your plans and you're checking off all your bucket list items and I'm just so ready. So that's something to look forward to. And with that said, I also want to start off today's episode with a little fan mail that I got that put like the biggest smile on my face. So I opened up my inbox and this is what I got. I love the breadth and depth of your interviews. And as someone who's navigating a massive career shift, your show always inspires me to put myself out there and have the conversations that will really move the needle. That made me smile so big. And I feel like, I don't know, it just makes me happy that you guys feel that way. And it makes me realize like this is why I'm doing all of this and it truly is a passion project and I love this so much and I'm glad that you guys are getting something from these episodes so if you ever want to share anything like that you can always leave a review on this podcast you can send me an email send me a dm all of it is appreciated so I just wanted to thank you and thank you always for listening with that said I cannot wait to introduce you to this guest so let's get into the introduction Okay, so this week I'm chatting with an absolute gem of a human, Hunter Prosper. If you're an avid TikTok user like myself, then there's a high chance you scrolled past one of his videos before. Hunter's story started when he was working as an ICU nurse, where he began to take an interest in the stories of his patients. However, after the pandemic, he began to feel major burnout. So he decided to take his passion for sharing other people's stories to the streets. In just a little over a year, Hunter has amassed 4.7 million followers on TikTok, with some of his videos having just about 50 million views. These videos include his most popular series, Stories from a Stranger, which give us an inside peek into the lives of average, everyday people by asking them questions like, who was your first love or what was the most pain you've ever felt? I was so thrilled to get Hunter on the podcast because I'm in love with his content. It's refreshing to say the least. In this episode, we get into so much like how to deal with social anxiety, why it's cool to have emotions, and how to approach everyday situations with a different perspective. One of my favorite episodes to date. So if you want to have one less stranger in your life, then sit back, tune in, and let's meet Hunter. All right, guys, I'm here with a fellow stranger who by the end of this interview won't be a stranger at all, hopefully. And I love when I get to like make the interviewer the interviewee. So this is very exciting for me. But hi, Hunter. How are you? Hello, Sid. That was a great introduction. Thank you very (laughs) much. That that was very appropriate. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Well, we were just saying before we got on that you're in San Francisco right now. He has the most stunning, gorgeous view. So you're renting a house out there or what's the deal? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I am based out of Pittsburgh. That's where I started like my nursing career. Um, and then I became a travel nurse. And so during travel nursing, for those who might not know, you pick up random assignments three months at a time. And I picked up a random assignment uh, in San Francisco. And yeah, the, the view is, uh, it's definitely beautiful. It's nice to wake up to this. It's really spectacular. What was the, where was the last state you were in before San Fran? Um, this is my first assignment. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania was my last. I did like a little uh, across country tour thing, you know, interviewing people for like the content that I do. But uh, yeah, that was only about three weeks long. Um, I said my goodbyes to Pennsylvania and then I, I this is my first assignment. It's really it's fun. 
yeah, Philly and a San Fran are different views for sure. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. But okay. So let's go back. So where are you from originally? I'm from a very small town, uh, Emporium, Pennsylvania. Okay. I think maybe someone will probably be able to fact check me, but like 5,000 people total, um, oh, the wow. entire County, uh, we were the only high school in the entire County. It's farms, it's churches, it's bars. It's, it's the typical small town. Yeah. Um, I graduated with 48, 48 or, you know, around then, um, people. So really small town. So moving to Pittsburgh was like New York city to me. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is so overwhelming. Uh, but in hindsight, uh, it's still a pretty small. small yeah. Town. So you went to school for nursing. Where'd you go? Yeah. I went to Indiana university. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went there, f- I graduated in 2019. Um, my first, my first semester I was studying English. I was super excited because I loved reading. I love speaking. I love, I actually loved writing. Like I really like writing like papers. I knew it was weird whenever I was like really excited that the teacher was going to give us a writing assignment. And all my friends were like, you're the weirdest like kid I've ever seen in my life. Um, I wasn't good at like math or anything like that. I'm not like a, a super intelligent kid like that, but I just liked writing. Even It may not have even been good. I just liked it. Um, and I was studying it and uh, it's always been my mother and I growing up, just her and I. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything she says, I take as gospel. If she says jump, I'm going to jump as high as I can. If she says, you know, come here, I'm going to be there in a second. I love that. And, and she said, you know, uh, and being a protective mom scared that I was going out into the workforce, she said, why don't you try something that's like guaranteed that you can get a job? And I was like, Oh, well, what do you mean, mom? And she's like, why don't you try something in the medical field? Uh, so I listened to her of course. And I, uh, shadowed a nurse and I absolutely love what nurses do. I love the engagement. I love how they can help people uh, physically and emotionally. Um, I love the, actually the stories that they'd be able to hear from patients and, and and whatnot and, and kind of be a part of their journey as they heal. So I said, okay, I, I want to be a nurse. And I, I set out to be a nurse four years later, I graduated and I guess here we are now, um, in San Francisco. So my mom was right. I think. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me that you said you loved like writing growing up because you definitely are like a romantic, passionate guy. And that like shows through in your content, like to do the kind of content you do, like you have to have a love for like you know, people and the word and all of that. Um, so that doesn't surprise me. And then also like the fact that you're a nurse and you're engaging and hearing people's stories on a daily basis, it kind of like all came full circle. It sounds like, so <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah that's a, that's a good assessment. I think so. Yeah. So the content that you do when we started TikTok, what year did we start? Let's see. We started TikTok in. I graduated in 2019. I was a nurse. I started as a resource nurse and a resource nurse is they work everywhere. They work um, uh, they work a GI, they work respiratory, they work uh, any floor you can think of, not to bore people with the specifics of it, but mm-hmm. they work in the whole hospital. Um, I didn't become a specific nurse until it was 2020, literally probably a month after the announcement was made that we can't go to Europe. And so that's whenever, like, if anyone can remember this, it's everything was shut down. Like that day, the next day, no streets, like no cars were on the street. Oh, I think we all remember that. (laughs) We all remember vividly, right? So I remember, um, I remember that's like uh, about a month before that happened. I started in the ICU. Um, And then once that happened, uh, I work in the medical ICU. Um, Right now I don't, I work in the neurotrauma ICU, but back in Pittsburgh, I work in medical. And medical ICU deals a lot with respiratory. They deal a lot with um, the lungs and things like that, ventilators. Mm -hmm. And naturally, we became the COVID ICU. So quickly, my ICU experience became strictly one, almost without exception, 100% uh, COVID patients. So 
um, 2020, I guess that was March. Um, and then I started experiencing burnout. I was getting sympathy burnout. And I think a lot of people suffer that, not just in the medical field, but in really all walks of life. But sure. I was experiencing it because uh, when I was resource nurse, I was talking to my patients. A lot of the patients I had were healing. They were, they were doing a lot better. They were hanging out. I'd be sitting in bed with them. They'd be like, oh, you should see my, you know, my daughter. She thinks you're so cute or like just fun things like that was going on. That I'd always be able to talk about their life with them. When I went to the ICU, it was a lot different story. People were prone. Uh, they were on their stomach, um, intubated, uh, ventilators making loud noises. We had rocket fuel keeping their blood pressure. Their face would swell up from all the medicines we were giving them or the angles that their body was positioned. So I was not talking to these people and I was going to work and I was doing CPR like often. And it got to the point where when I was a resource nurse, if a patient became short of breath, I freaked out. Mm-hmm. I became so scared. I was like, oh no, like I, I got to make sure this person's okay. And it got to the point in the ICU where, hey, like we, we got to do CPR, hurry up. So I get in there, I do CPR. Most times it wouldn't be successful and uh, it hurt the first couple. But then after a while, I remember it didn't. And when it started not to hurt, that's when I was like, I'm losing my humanity. Like mm-hmm. I'm not... I used to get really sad when people had a Band-Aid and now I can do CPR on someone, crack their ribs. They, the person can lose their life and I'm kind of walking away from it. Like I have to ignore this or I'm going to break down. Right. And me ignoring that long enough led to a lot of burnout. So I went home one day. Um, I had this beautiful, I talked to this patient, um, an amazing patient. She had a beautiful story to tell and she actually passed away like the next day or it was two days later she passed away, but she told me the story really unfortunate circumstance with her, but the story was gorgeous. And when she passed away, I said, that's it. Like I have to, I need an outlet. I need something that's going to, going to take care of my mental health. So I, her story basically had the conclusion of that. We're all the main character, right? Like this, this story of life that you have, you're the main character in it. you don't have to be Brad Pitt. You don't have to be George Clooney. You are a super important person. And who cares if you're a celebrity or not? who cares if your name's not important, you are important. Right. And I told that story. And, uh, I, I recorded, like, it was pretty much, it looked like this, like how you're seeing me right now. It yeah. pretty much was this. Um, I put a little bit of background to it and stuff. Cause I, I guess I have some sort of creativity. Um, For and sure. I kind of, I kind of put it out there just so the world could see. And it was met with really positive responses. Um, the comments were just gorgeous. The DMS I was getting people. I remember within the first like day or two, people were messaging me saying, Hey, I, uh, I was sort of losing uh, grasp on life and I saw your video and it helped me, um, you know, tell my mom and now my mom urged me to go to therapy. And I want you to know, like now I'm in therapy and I still don't feel the best, but you helped me get to this point. And I was like, in my head, I was like, all I did was make a video, <laughs> you know? And right, I was like, right. I, I want to keep making these if this is the effect that's going to have on people. You posted that on TikTok? Posted on TikTok, and that was 2021. That was February of 2021. And do you that remember? Was the first. Do you remember the numbers that one did, or you, you don't remember? Yeah, no. Um, unfortunately, I can remember all the numbers. You asked me any, I can remember any number. Uh, I don't. I have the caveat here. Uh, I okay. don't care about numbers at all. Yeah. But um, I must say, I really love the engagement and reach that the videos can have. Mm-hmm. So I do often remember the numbers, and of course, I remember my first number. Said it was. Uh, I think it had like 500,000. Nice. And no numbers. Right. And the numbers, like, it's not exactly important, but they tell the story of like how people are relating to the content you're posting. Right. I mean, I think some of your top ones are almost like at almost at 40 million views, which is like insanity. Um, Almost at (laughs) almost at 4.5 mil and following wise. So no, people are clearly engaging with your content and 
you know, I think the world, like people just love the fact that like it's everyday people. That's why I fell in love with your content. Mm -hmm. When I saw you, I was mm -hmm. like, no one's doing this now. It's just, I mean, honestly, I'm even guilty of this myself for like, I have like tons of like super cool influencers and celebs, but then when you get to hear like just average day people, it yeah. really like humbles you and brings you back to earth, which is like refreshing yeah. um, to say the least. But so I guess like, when did you start? Like, okay, this went from like one video to like, we're going to start ramping this up a bit. And now you're like, really creating content like on a, the regular basis yeah. yeah so i i made the video and it was met with pretty positive response and then actually i made uh probably 30 more that didn't go over like five thousand views <laughs> yeah <laughs> six thousand views or whatever um but i didn't really necessarily care because it was uh the response that i was getting from people if it got five thousand views and it was five thousand organic views of like you know, I get 20 comments and 20 of those comments are saying, Hey, this video saved my life. Essentially. But I don't care how many views it gets as long as I'm helping one person. Um, so I was always pretty consistent with it. Uh, but then what happened was I, all the stories that I was telling with the exception of a couple were from my resource days when I worked on the floors, whenever patients could actually talk to me. Right. Now that I was in the ICU, people weren't able to really talk to me that much. So as I made maybe 75 videos, a hundred videos, maybe, um, I ran out of stories. Like I just didn't have any more patience. And I was like, well, I can't lie. I can't, I don't want to like make up stories. So right. I was, I was at a crossroad and I, I could say, okay, I could, I could be done. And all these videos could be in the ether, ether some people could like check it out and, and go back to them if they want, or I can keep this going. I can try to find out how to do something. And my girlfriend, she was actually like, Hunter, this might be a stretch and you might not want to do this, but I think you're like a very charismatic person. And those are her words, not mine. I, I don't I don't agree with her, but she says, uh, very charismatic person, like you have a way of making people open up to you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. And she's like, why don't you, she's like, you can ask anyone, anyone you want. Like you, you have that power to literally get a story from any person. They don't need to be sitting in this bed and needing to talk to you. They can be a person on the street. And if you start talking to them, I bet they're going to want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. and that gave me confidence. I was like, oh, like, thank you. So, um, I think two days later, June 1st, um, I started my first talking with strangers video. It was mm -hmm. advice from strangers and yeah. The, and the video did it again, like, you know, 500,000 or, or something like that. And I was like, wow, I love this. I can just walk up to a stranger and they can really uh, enjoy the conversation. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing this. Wait, what's your girlfriend's name? Her name is Madison. Madison. Shout out to Madison. Cause she, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out Madison, I mean, listen, it, her, your charismatic charm worked on her. So she's like, it could work on other people too. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay. So, and were you always, I mean, she said you were, but were you always outgoing? Cause you have to, to for, to be a nurse, you have to be somewhat personable, right? Of course. Yeah. That's a great question. My mom, uh, like I said, it was always her and I growing up. And my mom is a superhero. She is the greatest person in the world. No one ever beats her. I, I could give her all the adulation I could, but the the truth of the matter is she has social anxiety mm. um, and, and she'll admit that. And she really doesn't like talking to people at all. She gets really nervous. And I remember she would always, <laughs> she would always have me talk to people for her essentially. So if you wanted say extra ketchup for your fries at McDonald's, I was always the one going up saying, um, could I have extra ketchup for my fries? Like, even though I didn't order yeah. fries with my mom, yeah. but, um, or she was like, Hey, I'm going to wait in the car. Can you like get some water? And I would be like, okay, like, sure. And there'd be like no one in the grocery store, but I would just, and it'd be, it'd be our small town. I, I told you we have 5,000 people maybe. 
And my mom knows more of them than I do, but she was still so scared to be in a setting with other people that she yeah. would have me do it. So almost as like a survival tactic. So my mom could still maintain her happiness. I was like, I can do it, mom. Like, I'll talk to this person for you. I'll do this. And I think what that caused was I really had no fear, like talking to, to anyone. Um, so I, I guess that translated sort of into the nursing world. I was just going to ask you, like when you went up to random people in the beginning, were there any like hesitations or reservations? You were just like, I'm ready to do this. Like, how did that work with when you were doing that? Yeah. So for, for myself, I, I still, I think to say that I'm hundred percent comfortable at all times talking to everyone, I think that would be hubris. Like, that's not true. I, I don't, I get nervous still for sure. Yeah. But I just walk into it knowing that I'm sort of going into their space. Um, and if they don't want to talk to me, that's okay. Uh, so long as I approach them with genuineness and I'd be honest with, Hey, I would like to ask you a question. Like I'm doing this thing where I ask strangers questions and I, and I record it and stuff. So long as I'm honest and I'm genuine and I'm not trying to get like, I'm not ever setting out saying, Ooh, I want a viral video. What I do is I walk across the street, I'm going down the sidewalk. And if they're going in the opposite direction as me, real organic, I, uh, I sort of nod at them. They nod at me and I say, okay, like they nodded. That means who's this be, like, weirdo. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be like, excuse me. Uh, my name's Hunter. Like I, I do this thing, blah, blah. And, um, it's real organic. It's never like if someone's on their phone, I'm like, Hey, can you put that down for a second? I want to ask you a question. It's right. super like, if they're ever reading a newspaper, if they're ever like even looking busy, I don't even approach it. If they're across the street, I don't go across the street. Like it's got to be a perfect case scenario where someone's like, or if they are sitting down, they're like, Hey kid, like they just talked to me. And I'm like, you know what, if they're talking to me, I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to ask them about the question. So I always had hesitation because you're walking into a unknown territory. Like this person could punch me in the face. Like, you know what I mean? But right, right. Um, yeah, I, I guess I was just, I was never too nervous. Cause I was like, you know, I do this all the time. I say hi to people every day. What if I just say, Hey, can I ask you a question? <laughs> yeah. It's always that random. Like you're literally who's walking down the street. Exactly. Yeah. It's never, nothing's ever premeditated. That's amazing. So I know why I love your content, but in your own words, like why do you think people like resonate with it so deeply? Well, I think you touched on it earlier when you said it's such, uh, it brings everything down to earth. Like you don't have to be a celebrity. I think Pittsburgh is very much so a, a lunch pail town, like blue collar. Um, it's a bunch of small neighborhoods within a city. And I think that if I can show one of their stories and their story is beautiful enough to reach 45, 50 million people, that shows that you don't have to be an A-list celebrity to have a beautiful story. Like, right. like every single person has a story. And I think that resonates with everyone watching my video because they say, wow, like this person that was sitting across the street at the bus stop actually had a gorgeous story about the most pain they've ever felt. Mm. That's uh, that's incredibly impactful. That's powerful. So I think it kind of brings us all closer. It makes us think we're not so nervous whenever we're on the bus or we're not so nervous getting in the Uber. Um, it makes you realize that, hey, strangers are, uh, we're kind of all in this together. Right, for sure. And I think like the, just the society and the culture we live in, they you know, it, we forget that like, we really all are the same. It, there's so, there's so much social media, the world we live in, there's so much separation. You think that people, cause certain lifestyles they post that they're so far away from you when uh, reality, when you remove all of that, like they're going through the exactly. same crap that you are, if not more. Um, so exactly. Yeah. yeah. I love the beauty of it that with Instagram, and I think we all fell through this, but with Instagram, there is a, there is a part of my life whenever I was in college where I would be extremely upset if, if certain picture didn't have amount of likes or if like, oh, yeah. or like if I look dumb in a picture, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that person posted that. Like everyone's coming. I'm looking stupid. 
Um, in reality, that's just one tiny millisecond of your life. Um, when you took that picture, I may have fallen over and said, ah, this whole trip is stupid and walked away, but I got the picture. So it looks like I'm having fun in Cabo, but I'm not really like having the most fun. Um, where these videos, they show like, oh, wow, this person had a heartbreak or, oh, this person felt really embarrassed. This person has really bad anxiety. They're human. And it makes Mm -hmm. you feel like, oh, wait, we're, we're all like pretty human. Yeah. What's something that like you've learned through interviewing all these guests, like something that you've taken away from it? Um, I think it goes back to, it's, it's not so much the, uh, it's not so much that we're all looking for happiness. I think it's so much that we're trying to all be human and then that can lead to happiness, but it can also lead to anxiety. Mm. It can also lead to fear. It can also lead to sadness. Um, accepting all those emotions, like understanding that in order to be a human, you're not happy 24 seven. You're allowed to be angry. You're allowed to wake up and have so much fear and anxiety. You just sit in your house all day and eat ice cream and that's okay. And then the next day you can be so happy and so pretty much manic that you can accomplish a thousand things. And the next day you can cry because your dog died when you're in first grade. That's cool. That's the, it's cool to have emotions. So every person, every person's story, it's, it's the human of it. It's not so much the happiness of it. You're such a, like a romantic and a poet. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, thank no, you. No, no, you are, you are. But was there any guests you had or someone that like stood out to you in particular that you kind of just like remember what they said and didn't like leave you? So everything that the people say, like, I, like I love, um, I don't know about, there's a lot of specific quotes for sure, but I would have to say the person, um, I interview this lady. I don't want, I don't want to give away her name because I think that would be a little inappropriate, but yeah, it's this old, it's this older woman. I interviewed her and she gave a gorgeous story and I was like, okay, thank you. Like it was great meeting you, blah, blah. And she's actually like essentially my neighbor. She lived a couple blocks from my house. Mm-hmm. So I would walk by her house all the time. And I remember after I interviewed her, I said, bye, I walked away. I saw her like the next day. And I said, Hey, like, you know, so-and-so, um, how are you doing? And they were like, Oh, who are you? Um, and I was like, Oh, I re-explained everything. And they had no recollection of me. And I left and I, I was like, that's a little odd. And I came back probably about two days later. Didn't remember me again. This person had amazing re- had amazing, like recall, had amazing, uh, memory, but had terrible short term. Mm. So she actually, um, I believe would have suffered something from like short term dementia but her long-term memory was amazing. So for the next like month or so, I would go to her house and every day I would meet her for the first time. And I would like help, I would take out her trash or I would do some dishes for her. She's extremely um, old. (laughs) She's great. She looks great for her age. Um, She's very mobile, but she doesn't remember me ever. So it's like every day I get to build that bond with her. Um, while every day for her, she's meeting a nice young man that's helping her take out the trash, you know? Uh, And I, I just find something something very profound in that, that that person, every single day we get to meet each other and every single day she's nice to me. Like she's never fake. This, this proves that like she was never faking it. The next day she's nice again. She's never faking it. This is like the real self. So that person, she really, she really sits with me. She's obviously back in Pittsburgh. So I haven't seen her um, in a few months, but yeah, I'll, I'll always remember her for sure. Something straight out of a movie. There's a movie that like was something like that with memory loss, but um. Uh, all- uh, well, fifty first dates. Um, with, or that. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, it was essentially that. Like the the memory was was not very good. Short, but yeah. Wait, I was also going to ask you: Did you like keep up with any of the people that you met? And like, it's kind of cool. This person was your neighbor, and it's almost as if you never started this journey. You would have never like yeah. met her that way, which is crazy yeah, to think it, about. It, 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 
And that's what I think about with all the people I meet. Some of these stories are beautiful. And yeah, I, I follow up with quite a few of them. Uh, there was a profound story that I had. It was an advice from strangers story. And it was, it was a few months ago, but this woman had cancer mm. and uh, she was about to go through chemo or she had just started like maybe yesterday, um, some pr- preliminary chemo stuff. And I love following up with her and just, you know, I never would have met her. I, I never would have known this person. Like she was just walking across the street. Like she looked perfectly normal. She didn't look like she was having a hard time with anything. Um, and I got this story and she had this pretty intense form of cancer. And now we, yeah, we, we still keep up and I, I get to check on her and I say, Hey, how are the treatments going? And she actually uh, went to the hospital that was close to mine. So I got to have more of an intimate connection with that too. Yeah. And if people also like, listen, maybe not all of us are walking up to random strangers or have that confidence to do so. But one thing I actually did this past year was I sat down with, you know, my grandparents that are still alive and I like put a camera on them and I like wrote, wrote a bunch of questions about like their entire life. Like what was, what was the most difficult part of your marriage or like what happened during like a financial crisis or like, how did you get out of this? And like, I think just people also forget to like talk with your own family. Like when was the last time you had an honest conversation with like someone in your family, especially your grandparents who have like, you know, been through it all. Um, so I think, you know, yeah. people need to do more of that as well. Of course. Yeah. That, that talking with strangers makes you realize that you really need to talk to your family too. You need, right. you need to talk, talk to your friends, check on that friend, that, that friend that's doing really well, that's doing great in life, check on them. Like maybe they're not, you know, maybe it just looks like they are. So, right. um, and, and you're right. Like we don't all need the confidence to walk up to people, but I think what these videos can do is they can show you that you don't need to walk up to everyone to hear their story, but understand that they do have one. Um, right. If if you're at that red light and it turns green and they take a second to to drive, maybe don't lay on the horn. Like maybe maybe they're really upset about something and they're zoning off. Right. Maybe or maybe they were just a, a a jerk and they took a while to move. But still, like maybe don't honk on the horn. Think for a second. Like hey, you know the person. We all have a story here. I can have more patience. I can practice more patience. No, yeah. I think it also makes you like, like you said, it gives you a different perspective. Like if I see, like you said, if I see someone that's maybe cursing me out or whatever, like the first, maybe my initial gut reaction would be like, screw you. But then I think looking at it, like maybe this person just like found out the worst news today. And I think coming in from that angle, um, I don't know, it also gives you like peace within yourself. Like you don't always have to like have that knee jerk reaction. Like take a moment to like process and think about why is that person that way? And you might be like the best thing to happen to them in like the longest time. So yeah, um, yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. You also do this other series, which is like so epic, which is Notes to a Stranger. So how did that one start? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Notes to a Stranger actually started because I I lived in Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh gets very cold starting in like November. Um, and no, it was like late October. No one was out. I was like, I want to talk to strangers, but no one is outside. Yeah. Um, and I saw this woman sitting on a bench and I was like, you know, this is like, I was picturing the the video in my head, seeing her on a bench. I was like, this looks like oddly poetic and artistic, her just sitting there. I was like, what if, um, what if I were to like sort of, and she, and she was just staring off. She wasn't even, I was like, what is she thinking about? And I, I thought to myself, what if I were to just give her a, a little note that reminded her that like, she's really cool. Regardless of what she might be thinking about what she's having for dinner. But there's a chance she could be thinking about something incredibly depressing and maybe something that is like hurting her day. Let me just do a little act of kindness, I guess you could call it, and uh, just tell her that she's cool and give her a note. And it's something palpable. It's something she can take home. It's something uh, that she can kind of remember, put in her purse or wallet or put in her car. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, let me do that. So I did it. It wasn't on camera. 
Um, and I walked away and I remember like, I, I kind of looked back and she was like glean, like smiling, uh, ear to ear. And I was like, well, this could be pretty cool. Um, I would also think cool. like you were hitting on me. <laughs> <Somewhere different. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so, uh, the, the notes, I always try to make them more so like motivational and also no way of knowing that like no way of contacting me. Yeah. 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 So, so, so the note is like, Hey, you're doing amazing and keep doing amazing. And then I give the note and I walk away and I don't look back. Like I don't turn. I, I just go straight and I like try to get out of their sight. I try right, to make it right. so they know, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm not trying to get your number. Like, I'm just trying to tell you, Hey, you're pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, no, but I, even like in everyday life, like I think I had someone, this was a few weeks ago. I was at a bar with my girlfriend and like this guy that clearly was uninterested in me, but he, he just came over, like sent drinks over and he's like, just want to let you guys know you look awesome. Have a great night and left. And like, that was it. And like, I more, I feel like people doing more stuff like that without expecting anything in return or just uh, to like make someone's day. Like that's, I, I still think about that. Like it just sticks with people. Um, so th- those are the best type of people, the kind that don't have an ulterior motive. Like the ones right. that are just living their day, living their life and just saying, Hey, not, not saying like, Hey, I think you look cute. If you come back to my place, like, just like a, Hey, and just walk away. Like those are the coolest people. Yeah. Just like people that want to like vibe or also I love when you also have a conversation with somebody and like, they don't, it's like you said, they don't expect anything out of yeah. it other than just having a great conversation. Like exactly best kind of people. And if something comes of it, then something does, but yeah. um, cool. And then I, I know you also partnered with, was it, we're not really strangers. You guys did a collab with uh, this series. Yeah. Yeah. Which them. is awesome. Love, love, love. We're not really strangers. I actually, yeah. When I posted my first video ever, I sent them a DM and I said, Hey, like, I just want you guys to know that your content helped me get through like a really serious thing in my life. Um, it was during the the ICU days. Um, there was some other stuff going on. And I remember I was always looking at their page and I was like, their Instagram page. And I was always like, wow, I, I love these people. Like, like everything they're saying. And one thing that really, it really struck me was they had a quote and it said, it's very simple but it said, sometimes you're the toxic one. Mm. And it made me sit back and it made me say, I think that that's so true that that makes like, it forced me to look upon myself and say, okay, stop making excuses. Stop, stop blaming another person. What maybe did you do wrong? What maybe have you done in the past that, that could have caused this? Why do you react this way when people do this to you? Like maybe sometimes it's not the world out to get you. Maybe it really is something that you need to correct within yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, ne- I, I really never had that thought um, until I saw that quote. And I was like, wow, I love these people. And that was about a year and a half before I started making TikTok videos. And then once I, the, once I posted the video, it had like a thousand views at the time. Um, yeah. It grew, it obviously was, it grew very large, but at the time, like it was like the first minute I posted, I sent it right to them. Yeah. And I just said something like, Hey, thank you guys. And they never saw it. They never like opened or anything. I was just, I probably had, I think I had zero followers. Yeah. Um, and I know that they get flooded with fan mail all the time, but uh, yeah, they're really important to me. So when they finally reached out to me, just totally randomly on Instagram, wow. Um, I, I was like, wow, like life is a full circle sometimes. You know? <laughs> no, the most perfect collab, like you two together. And I, I love yeah, it yeah. as well. Like just these, like one, these statements that just hit, I'm on their newsletter. So I'll get these things that I'm like, huh, okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That was so good. And also, um, to, I, you know, go ahead. No, I went out to New York city with them. Uh, not, uh, uh, probably about five or six months ago. Um, and I see that you're lo- located in New York City, right? Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are you in the Soho area? 
I, so I, I, I was jumping a little bit in the city. I'm actually in Long Island right now, but um, uh, I was, I was last in Midtown East. Yeah. Talk about a city that after this assignment, I've heavily been considering um, New York city. Cause wow. If there was ever a city that has strangers, that is, a, that is, a, that has some strangers in it for sure. Was that your first time in New York city? I was my, I went one, one other time I was 17 years old and I don't remember it. Um, I, I mean, I do remember, but I was just like, I think I went to see like a play or something or something on Broadway. Like I don't, I wasn't really in the city. So it was my first time like walking wow. the streets and, and I was in Soho. I was in a hotel in Soho and I was like, man, these people are interesting. Like I love everybody. I could talk to oh, like, I you'll could, never I run out of people. <laughs> yeah. You'll <laughs> never run out of people to interview. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Wait, I'm shocked. Cause Pittsburgh's not, at, oh no, sorry. You didn't grow up. You do grew up in Pittsburgh. So I, uh, I went to college and then I had to get a job. Okay. Of course. And, yeah. uh, and Pittsburgh has some amazing hospitals. Um, yeah. and they have a, they have a level one trauma. It's the biggest in the state. Um, and someone can fact check me on that UPMC Presbyterian. Yeah. Uh, I'll even, I'll, I'll name shout them because I really loved working there because it was such an intense hospital. Um, one of the best hospitals in the country and I, I just needed experience. So I was like, well, Pittsburgh's right there. And yeah. it's, you know, it's th three hours from my hometown. I still get to be close to my mom kind of. So I got some experience there. But when it comes to New York City, though, do you know the content creator, the Moody Foodie? I don't know if you know him on TikTok. Sounds familiar. OK, so he was on this podcast. And I remember when I had him on, I said because he was in L.A. And I said, you need to move to New York. Like you give me such like Brooklyn vibes. And almost yeah. a year later, he's moving to Brooklyn. So I might have an effect on people <laughs> like coming to New York. <laughs> is really the best city in the world. I'm very. Well, yeah, well, New yeah. York, you need to uh, invoice New York or something. You're giving them a new residence. I really oh, yeah. am. I really am. No, it's great. And what's cool about New York, too, which I mean, I guess every city has this in an aspect. But New York is like heightened where like within blocks you're like different vibes and different kinds of people um yeah. so it's uh you'll never get bored but yeah no. let me know next time you're in new york i would love to like of meet course yeah okay cool. i was just there actually not to interrupt again for uh for fashion week okay um and same thing it was it was just every time in that city it's just magic it's very surprising cool. nursing <laughs> fashion week <laughs> you are. so so Sid, it's it's the craziest thing i actually have fashion companies come to me a lot um, really? I, I've partnered with some really big fashion houses and it's, and, and, and actually still some happening. It's, it's crazy. I'm just like, uh, yeah, I'm a nurse. Like I wear Crocs and I wear, and I wear, but how are they stretches. finding you? Because you're never on camera. You're always behind the scenes. Exactly. Yeah. They, they kind of go to my account and I think they just, they just like inbox me and they're like, Hey, like, they don't even know what I look like. They, you're just that it's good. Like, hey. You're just, you don't, they don't even need to see you. To know they <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's the beauty of the content though, is that it's, it's so, it's not self-serving. It's so, it's the people that make these mm -hmm. stories. It's not necessarily Hunter Prosper showing off his, you know, his body or his dance moves or anything. Nothing wrong with people to do that, but this is sort of showing like, the main character is the person in front of the camera and that's some random person, some blue collar person in a, in a neighborhood in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So true. So what are your goals for the future with all this content? Like, where do you want to take it? Tell us. Well, I mean, I grew up, um, on, on YouTube, like YouTube is my favorite thing ever. So yeah, yeah I definitely, I need to do long form content. Uh, there are people in my content in my comments, some of the top comments say, we need this full story or we need more or why is this only a minute long or something mm -hmm. like that. So I would love to make videos where people get to see a little bit more of the strangers. Um, nothing too crazy. It wouldn't be like a feature length film, but it would be, you know, you know, yeah. six, 10 minutes, something like that. Right. Um, 
I think I want to, I started in Pittsburgh. I started in small neighborhood, actually Bloomfield specifically. So shout out Bloomfield, but um, I want to do the entire country. And then I kind of want to do like the entire world. Like I kind of want to show that like, it's not, listen guys, this this isn't a Pittsburgh thing. This isn't a LA thing. This isn't a United States thing. This is a world thing. Like we all have story. So Mm -hmm. That would be such a cool series, like following you around the country and then like going yeah, to different places. <laughs> that would be, that would be so epic. And also like throughout that, like seeing how like different cultures have different similarities and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Go for mm-hmm. it. That would be so epic. Um, and then I guess what advice do you have like for people that are in a position where like maybe they're going through a really difficult season right now and things that you've learned from the people that you've interviewed? Excuse me. Well, and your own, and your own journey. Yeah. I think it would harken back to, um, life does kind of go in seasons you know if you want to have a happy fun summer a fun spring it's like sometimes you have to go through those winters that are really harsh and cold it's uh the human experience and the human condition isn't just being smiley all the time Mm. understand that you're at a low point right now but this is what you learn these are the moments that you learn these are the moments that you take something from it and then you can apply it so then you can then have that supreme happiness right yeah um you can I feel, and this is, I don't know, you can correct me if you're wrong. Maybe you have a different theory on this, but I learn my best lessons whenever I'm going through a hardship and then I come out of it. It's almost like a, it's like a Phoenix, right? Like they burn ash, but then they rise through it. Yeah. And that's sort of what happens is the lowest of my lows are what was able to get me to my highest highs. Absolutely. No, I'm a hundred percent. I mean, I've been through dark times in the past few years and I think it's because you have no choice, but to like, look within yourself. I think people that unfortunately, when you're living very fast paced, chaotic, luxurious lifestyles, I think a lot of that can be cover up sometimes. And you're almost using it as like a defense mechanism to not look internally. But when you're at that point where there is no other place, but to look in the mirror and like deal with what's going on. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it changes your entire life. I mean, I've been through things where if I didn't go through that, I would not be the person that I am now. Um, so it's to be grateful. Like it would be wise. There are people that sometimes like don't always learn from those times, but it would be wise to when you're in it. Like, what can I learn from this season? Cause we go through seasons. Like it's not going to last forever, but when you're in it, like, what can you learn from it and take it with you? Um, and for people that, you know, maybe want to start talking to, you know, it's funny. My, my podcast is called small talk, but like people that want to make more small talk or just get to like hear stories of people. Like what advice do you give if you are a little bit nervous and you just want to start making conversation. Like what, how do you do it? Yeah. So social anxiety affects literally every single person in the world. If someone mm-hmm. says to you that they're not nervous to walk up to somebody or, or to even just start a small conversation with a person in your class or yeah. to, you know, you're in a zoom meeting at work and maybe you're nervous to start that conversation with the person to make friends. Everyone's nervous. Don't worry. So you're not alone, but I would say come at it, be your genuine self. Um, and you really don't have anything to lose. Like it, if anyone's ever started a conversation with me, I've never once felt embarrassed for them. I've never been like, wow, that person's really awkward for talking. to me." Right. Um, it's just, if you want to say hi, you sort of just say hi. And again, don't come at it with any other intention than to say hi to them. If you really want to start small talk, uh, have the only intention be you want small talk. Right. Um, kind of don't come at it an ulterior motive. Like, oh, I'm going to pick up both these girls. And, like we're going to have, you know. If, right. if you want to have a small conversation with someone, then expect a good small conversation. It's whenever you have those ulterior motives that the, it starts to show itself. And then that's whenever the conversation kind of explodes because people aren't idiots. Like they can kind of see through a facade. So if you're coming at it and you're being genuine, 
uh, you're going to get it. You're going to get a good response. And if you don't, again, like, kind of like what you said, think about it. Maybe they're going through something that day and they don't really feel like talking. If you catch them on a Wednesday, maybe it would have been great, but you caught them on a Thursday and they're really sad. So it's okay. Uh, move on and, and start another conversation because it can lead to something great. I also think it makes you more confident in your own self. Like, I think, you know, you tell yourself, what's the worst thing that can happen to this person? Even if they think you're weird, like that's their problem or they, like, exactly. or they reject you, like, you doing it more and more, you get more confident with it. Like I even remember when I started this podcast, like I used to shake before the interview, I'd be so nervous. And now I'm like, it just, it gets easier the more that you do it. Um, yeah. So just put yourself out there and practice and tell yourself the worst thing that can happen is they're rude to you or mean, or they don't want to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, that's it. So exactly. And, and think of it sort of like if you talk to a thousand people and only one of them is nice to you, but that one leads to being your best friend. Oh mm. my gosh, that reward was so worth the 90, 999 rejections. <laughs> you know, who cares about those 999 people? What are they going to do? Now you have a best friend, you know? Yeah. And the truth is, even the people that maybe don't respond in the nicest way, I can guarantee you they'll think about you for the rest of that day. Like you, you had an impact on them regardless of what their reaction was. Um, for sure. So yeah. Well, Hunter, thanks so much for coming on. You were amazing. Love your energy, your vibe, and you truly are a poet. Um, so it's all it, <laughs> it all came full circle. But uh, yeah, I'd love to get together next time you're in the city and uh, catch up. Of course, yeah. And thank you for having me on. This was so much of fun. Course. We'll have to do it again for sure. Yes, no longer strangers. But thanks, guys, for tuning in. Bye. <laughs> Okay, guys, and that's the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. All of Hunter's info will be in the description of this episode. So you can follow him on TikTok and check out his Instagram and all that other stuff. And with that said, don't forget to subscribe so you're the first to hear about new episodes. Rate and review, please. It means the world and it helps my growing podcast. And with that said, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. And I will be chatting with you guys very soon. Have a good one. Bye.